0: Welcome in to another edition of MCM Radio. I'm your host, Jimmy Morris. You can follow me on Twitter at jmorrismcm, mcmiracles.com, at titansmcm on Twitter. All right, so come to you after a Titans win for the first time in 2022. So it wasn't necessarily pretty. Uh, They were really good in the first half. The offense was, at least. Uh, Then they stalled out in the second half, weren't able to get anything going in the second half. You know, more of a... Todd Downing issue, it feels like. I don't know. Hard to say. But I know that they have scored on their first three drives, the, the first drive of the game in all three games. And they've come out and they've looked really good. And then after that, now today, they were good the second drive, scored touchdown on the second drive. Um, again, scored 24 points in the first half. Like, that's, that's awesome. You know, and this, this offense was clicking. Looked like, you know, the potential that it has to look. Um, Ryan Tannehill was good in the first half, efficient. You know, kind of the Tannehill of old that we would see. Derrick Henry was running hard. They used Derrick Henry a lot in the passing game. Derrick Henry had three catches, I think, on the first two drives, up with five catches for 58 yards. But Robert Woods was out there, uh, four catches for 85 yards. Uh, Traylon Burks only ended with one for 13, uh, almost scored a touchdown. Had another one that was kind of a killer uh, that he probably should have caught. but he it, it wasn't a great throw, but he jumped. The ball was kind of behind him. And just couldn't bring it in. So, um, you know, I, I think we've seen some flashes of good things from him. But he still has some some work to do, some development to, to get his game all the way there. But uh, coming along just fine. But Derrick Henry looked like Derrick Henry in this game. Um, was running hard, was making guys miss. Uh, there's still a lot of traffic in the backfield when he gets the ball. Um, but, you know, I, I said at one point on Twitter that it, it's amazing how good a running back can look when he doesn't have to juke a guy as soon as he gets the ball. So we saw a little bit of that today. The offensive line still a little bit of a problem. That showed up in the, in the second half a little bit. But, I, I mean, I would say for the most part, they were they were good today. Um, they were serviceable. That Raiders front, I mean, they've got some good players. They've got Max Crosby. They've got Chandler Jones. So it's not like they're nobody. I think their defense overall is not very good. But the offense looked like, you know, that's something to work with today. So uh, you, you leave that feeling a little bit better than you have the last couple of weeks. And it was good to see them answer uh, after you know how bad they looked in, on Monday night against the Bills, so that was good. The defense is going to be a problem um, until they get Bud Dupree back. they 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 cannot generate pressure. Uh, it, it honestly looked a little bit like that 2020 defense where uh, quarterbacks just had all day long to throw. And I mean, listen, you know, De- Derek Carr was 26 of 44. Um, there were he Darren Waller honestly left a couple of plays out there. There was one long pass down the field that he looked like maybe he should have ran through and he just didn't didn't catch it. Uh, there was another ball that hit him in the hands in the end zone and it ended up tipping off of his hands and Kevin Byard picked it off. Um, so, I mean, left some stuff out there on the field. But, listen, it took Derek Carr 44 attempts to throw for 303 yards. So, I mean, that's not that's not terrible. But it just, I mean, there was no pressure. There was no pressure all day long. And then you got Matt Collins, who I had honestly never heard of before this game. Uh, Matt Collins gets 10 targets in this game, goes eight catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown uh, out there just mossing people in the end zone. I mean, that, that part of the game was a little bit rough. And um, But, again, like I, I just – when you don't have a defensive front that can get pressure, you have – you're you're going to have receivers out there racking up big yards. I mean, there's just no way to – there's just no way to avoid it. I, you know, I thought the interesting story here was Devontae Adams only has five catches on ten targets, 36 yards, and a touchdown – Um, there was another play actually in the end zone on that first drive where it looked like Derek Carr was trying to throw to Devontae Adams. Darren Waller tried to catch it, wasn't able to get it, uh, ended in a field goal. But I really thought that, you know, that could have been a touchdown if if that ball goes through to Devontae Adams. The secondary is not very good. Um, but I mean, that's not, honestly, it's hard to say how good the secondary is when there's not a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Uh, when they've got all day to sit back there and throw it, it just makes it tough. Um, You know, the thing that was probably the most interesting piece of this was that you had Terrence Mitchell out there playing over Caleb Farley. And listen, I don't know. I mean, I I got some pushback from a guy on Twitter about Caleb Farley and about Mike Vrabel not giving him a chance and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I, I watched Caleb Farley in the game against the Bills watched him let a guy run by him, watched him let a guy go when he was supposed to go with him. Uh, that resulted in a, in a Stephon Diggs touchdown. I mean, so he did some bad things. But, I, I mean, the guy came back and said, well, look at these guys that are out here. And, I mean, he's not wrong there, right? I mean, it, it, it feels like that maybe you should at least, with your first-round pick, who has physical skills, um, you know, is, is big, long, can press, that kind of stuff, it seems like maybe you should give him some run and, and just kind of see what he does instead of running Terrence Mitchell out there. So, I mean, I, I do, I, I'll concede a little bit on that, that I think that probably does make sense. But they're going to have to figure some stuff out. I mean, Christian Fulton was, he, he got hurt a couple times in the game. He hasn't been able to stay healthy since he's been here. And he's their best corner. Uh, but He looks bad at times, too. But again, like, Imani Hooker looked bad a couple times in this game. Uh, you know, it's just when the, when, when the, Pass rush isn't getting there. It's hard. It's hard, for def- it's hard for defensive backs to look good. I mean, I just go back to Michael Griffin. Michael Griffin looked like the best safety in the world when Albert Hainsworth and, and Kyle Vandenbosch were rushing the passer, and then he didn't look so great once those guys left. So, um, you know, it's just it's, – it's hard. It's hard to cover guys in the NFL. Um, it, it's hard to, to to stick with those guys, and if, if there's not that you, you know clock saying, okay, I've only got to cover for this long – and then they're going to get there. So, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. They're going to have to come up with a way to generate pressure. Now, that was what we said all year in 2020. And they never figured it out. They never got any better. Um, and now that you know Harold Leonard's gone, Bud Dupree didn't practice all week. I don't know what his status is going to be for the Colts game on Sunday. But if they don't have him out there, it, it's just it's rough, man. I mean, it, it's, it's rough for the ability to get pressure. That's the biggest thing, so we'll have to see if they can make any strides there. And again, hopefully, hopefully Dupree will be ready to go. But a guy, another guy, that's just it, he hasn't been healthy since he's been here. And we knew when he came in, coming off the ACL, that it was going to be tough. And um, you know, he he did seem to come on at the end of the year last year, but then you know got banged up in Buffalo. So um, we'll just have to see what his status is this week. And, and you know, back to Caleb Farley, I mean, maybe maybe that's part of the deal with him. You know, he's coming off the ACL, and maybe he doesn't trust it a fully yet. I mean, we saw that a little bit with Lawan. When he first came back from the ACL, and you know, it, it, it took him a, a few weeks to really get ready to and, and trust it again. Um, you know, things that Lawan's done for the year probably done as a Titan. Um, you know, it's funny the range of things that you see about Lawan on Twitter, because I've seen everything from you know he was never good to they should put him in the in the Ring of Honor, and I think we probably should fall somewhere in the middle there. I don't I don't know what he really did to qualify as a Ring of Honor type of guy. But he was a really good player for this team for quite a few years. And, you know, um, I, I think some people didn't like him because of the whole busting with the boys thing, it's, it's like his personality or, uh, you know, the, the PD thing. I mean, there, there's a few things there. and I mean, he had some things in college, whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, he, he was a really good player for this franchise. I mean, listen, you want to go back through first-round picks, and obviously he wasn't a, a John Robinson pick, but, um, you know, <laughs> if you go through first-round picks in the last 10, 15 years, he's at the top of that list for what he did for, for this franchise. So, um, you know, you won't, you won't see me being happy that he's no longer a part of this team because they need him, and we've seen that since he's gone out. The bigger story today, honestly, was what the, what the division did. You know, I've been saying all along that there was nothing to worry about because the division's terrible, and you know it's only going to take eight or nine wins to win the division. Well, the Colts beat the Chiefs at home, and the Jaguars go to the Chargers and win. So now, you know, what I thought, what I, where I thought we could be having a conversation about the Titans being, uh, you know, at least having a share of first place in the division uh, a, after today, because I just figured, you know the Texans, whatever, Um, but the the Jaguars and the – I figure the Jaguars and the Chiefs, I mean, the Colts both lose, but they both win, and so now you know things get a little bit more interesting as far as that's concerned, and again, I I still think that overall um, the division's not going to be good, but at least for today, they were there, and I think probably – I don't think the Colts are any good. The Chiefs have these games every now and then. Um, I think the Jaguars are probably the team that we need to be paying more attention to than we are. Um, I, I think maybe they're actually kind of good. <laughs> and so I, I, that's going to be something to watch. But, I mean, listen, they went, to, they went to Los Angeles and hung 38 on the Chargers. So it, this is not Urban Meyer's Jaguars. So it could be a team that the Titans are going to have to be ready to, to play. But listen, it starts next week, right? We talked about this next stretch coming up where you have the Colts and the Commanders and the Colts. I mean, they need to win. They, need, they needed to come out of that stre- this next stretch where you go, Colts, Commanders, Colts. You need to come out of that at four and three, and they got to win today, right? So I mean, that that gives them at least a little bit of a, of a game in hand, so to speak. Um, I mean, yeah, it'd be really nice if we were talking about a a, a two and one team, uh, whenever the the, uh, the Giants in week one, where it feels like they, they really could have done that. Um, but anyway, yeah, the next stretch is Colts, Commanders, Colts, Texans. And I, I said that you know to be where they to be in a, at least an okay spot they need to come out of that at four and three so now you're one and two so now you can drop one of those games but I mean I think if they I, I think the Commanders are terrible if should win that game uh, if you split the Colts beat the Texans I, I think you're in an okay spot so um, this next one will be the one you know going to Indianapolis that'll be the one they need to uh, really lock in for and hopefully they can get that one but. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, it just seems like the division maybe is going to be a little bit better. Maybe it's going to take 10 or 11 wins to win the division. So the Titans are going to have to find 10 or 11 wins. And you know, with what we've seen so far, it's hard to go through, you know, and say win, loss, win, loss, and get there. But we know how much things change in the course of an NFL season. So I think that we will, um, we'll, we'll just watch it and see how it goes. But the biggest thing is they got to figure out the offensive line. they got to get that going, and they got to figure out a pass rush. And if they can do those two things. And the pass rush doesn't have to be great. It just has to be, you know, uh, something that can get there every now and then. So that that's what um, – if they can if they can get to that point, and I think they can with Bud, Bud Dupree. Rashad, we've run a sack today, I and mean, he's been really good. So I think if you put Dupree opposite him, you've got enough that they can be okay. And so we'll watch and see how it plays out. That'll do it for today. Uh, we'll be back at you at some point on – Either Monday night or Tuesday morning, recapping what Vrabel says, getting you ready for ready for the Colts next week. Uh, like I said, a big division game there. So between now and then, see dot com is where you check everything out. Follow me on Twitter at J Morris MCM at Titans MCM on Twitter. So I'm Jimmy Morris. Say so thanks so much for listening and we will talk to you again later this week.